0: Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch
1: Bob Bifford without him noticing. Whoa!
0: Hello everybody welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing well. This month we are talking Sin City Tournament. So I hope uh, you are excited as we are, but what's more exciting is my co-host for another month. It is the man, the myth, the gravy, Beard. How are you doing, fine sir?
1: I'm not doing too bad, Jay. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing alright, but I thought I'd be nicer on the intro this time, but considering uh, <laughs> how much people were telling me they, they liked the description at the end of the last one. I don't know whether anybody's going to listen to it before you. We've infiltrating Squad Chaos as well, didn't we, Bert?
1: We have, we have. So
0: we've managed to slide into one of their segments and uh, bring a little bit of culture to the uh, Squad Chaos boys. They're kind of like our sister uh, podcast now, aren't
1: they? Yeah, are, although I'm sure they're looking down on us, I'm thinking.
0: Ugh. Why? I don't know. It's, uh, Thor's got his hands full, cause he he's, like, herding cats when all of them and they want to go on a tangent on their own.
1: Bad enough just, uh, keeping you on track. Now, mind five other people.
0: All Windrum's fault. I'm gonna blame it on him, so fuck Windrum this month.
1: <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah,
0: he's probably listening and he's going, well, fuck you too. I'll edit you guys out. So, guys, if you, uh, don't listen to him, please give him a uh, listen, especially this month with us on it, but... Yeah, be before we go off on any more tangents, how's your hobby been this month, boy?
1: Uh, this month, it's actually been pretty good. Now that we've got a firm date for an event, I've got some painting mojo back. We're allowed in Wales now to start seeing other people outdoors, so I dare say it'll be a game of Blood Bowl at some point coming up, but I've managed to get a number of dwarfs painted. I've got two left to paint, grand total of seven to base, and that's my dwarf team done. So I'm off work ...around the weekend after this recording... ...so I'm hoping that they'll all be done then... ...and that's one thing ticked off my pledge... ...what about you, how are you getting on?
0: Well, I'm doing okay I think... ...well, like you've said, we've got a tournament to look forward to... ...which is going to be... ...Threadball and Sin City... So, we're talking Sin City this week. We've given Threadball a bit of light. We're going to share, share some of the love. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that the Kyrieth Cup is uh, turning back up this, this year. So, I've done... Well, I've done some work. Because I talk to you every, every day, practically. And, you know, we share the hobby progress. I forget what I've said on the podcast. I've painted a blood crusher and rider for my Corn WoW team. I've had some new paints from army painter it's the new army painter metallics range the one that comes with the fairy dust medium which i'm gonna say as a little review now absolutely fabulous paints they are amazing and the what they call it fairy dust but it's a metallic medium because it's got the flex in it already
1: i've got the one yep so
0: what that does is you're supposed to add that to the paint so, let's say you've got a uh, blood red and you want to make that blood red metallic. You add drop of that into it, so it turns it into a metallic uh, blood red. But what I found with it, I don't know whether other people have found this, is if you add a spot of the, the fairy dust into the metallic, you create your own highlight with it because it lightens it up a bit. Yeah. So, you saw it in the pictures. I've started my necromantic team because, for reasons I will get on with it in a minute... But I've gone, well, I didn't realise I went on this road, but it's the Minnesota Vikings type of colours, purple and yellow. So I've got a light purple metallic for the armour. got a dark purple outfit, and then it's all lined with yellow on the clothes. What i done with that is I used the what they call royal purple, and then highlighted it using a mix of royal purple and fairy dust on the top edges, and I think it made that shine brighter, so it looked like, the light is shining on top of it even more. So if people are looking for a good metallic range, and a possible metallic medium i say this set is worth picking up so i've well i I say i started this is a little time i've had i've had a ghoul and two wraiths, which i've shown you on top of that blood crusher and i can't remember what else i've done i've done something else other than talk shit but i think most of it was spending time on the uh, playstation with the boy as well so i've been trying to divvy up my time a lot but i've also thankfully because of this metallic range i found a nice metallic red that I want to use. Like I said in January, I was painting the Black Oaks and I wanted to give them a metallic red armour, so I ordered the Turbo Doak colour shift red, didn't I? You did. And that was from Element Games, because at that time, they were the only ones that had the set. But, I ordered that, I think, 10th of January. What date do you think they turned up? 15th of March. They still haven't turned up. I'm still waiting on that order. And Element Game, I'm going to say this now, they've not given any apology. They've just said, you got to wait. Right? And I've been nice. I ask everyone, I said, is it just possible just to send me out the paints that you have there? I can happily wait, just, you know, send me something so my order's not just stuck in limbo. And they just don't get back to me on that one. So I think that's a little bit disgusting and disrespectful. You know, considering they want your custom, but then they ignore it when you're trying to, you know, try and get your, your product off them. So, I think, thanks to Firestorm Games and our affiliate link, after getting that in there at least uh, once a month.
1: You did. Good segue. Thank you very
0: much. I've got the Army Painted Gemstone, which I think is a nice colour. So, I'm gonna, once I've done the Necromantic, throw my Black Oaks some love with that as well. So, they're all ready to go, and I've built and primed a Bloodthirster as well. Oh, well and good on that one. But yeah, and note on our Punga Kickstarter because as people remember that we've been excited for this for, was it over a year now? Yep. We've still not had our order and we've jumped through every hoop Punga have given us. So I know there's going to be people who's listening now who are going to say you've got to give them a chance because of the KOOF and everything else we're not bitching about that it would i'm gonna bitch about their customer services which i know it's a foreign country and it's hard it's you know english is not on everyone's preferred language but they sent out a statement february we're running behind on our orders because of the covid uh you'd expect in march oh well good and then they said
1: What was it, Beard? First hundred orders were going to be shipped first. Right. And then the next update then was they were going to concentrate on smaller orders, so larger orders would have to wait. Me and you
0: have had small orders compared to Mm -hmm. other people that we've spoken to. I was in the first 100, so I really should have had mine by now. But... Looking at the blood bowl community we are in a position where people have received a large order because we've seen people have like three or four boxes of the stuff they've ordered and now that I've spoken to panga they reckon mine is a large order even though I've only ordered one team so I'm having to wait for the last 200. And I think you've now had your tracking order.
1: I've had my tracking. Apparently, mine is sat waiting to take off from uh, from Moscow. The
0: problem is, they set all these goals for people to adhere to, but they haven't adhered to themselves. So I know I'm probably going to lose a few friends over this. But that again, I think is quite it's it's not very good customer services and I, to be honest it's a bit of a shitty way of doing things so i'm i'm not impressed by it i know there's quite a lot of people in the community that's not impressed and i know there's gonna be people that's gonna say well you just you know that joy's a kickstarter it's not the point a lot of the worries could have been uh, dissuaded from good customer services because i think that's been the biggest part of the problem with them is they are not getting back to people would you agree with our beard
1: i would agree with that i think that's the uh don't get me wrong yeah covid is one thing but when you're telling people wait for this amount of time or we're going to do this and then from what they actually send out the total opposite happens it's easy to see how people get annoyed with it i get covid is what covid is you know every business has had to change the suit but it's the doing one thing saying another and going weeks without saying anything to people you know people have spent hundreds of pounds you know there's a a lot of people who haven't even had tracking orders a lot of people who they're not responding to comments or messages it's it's painting them in a light for me that as nice as some what some of their other teams are it's possibly one not for me in future i think for me what's irritated me is the fact that after this punk this kickstarter's gone live they're asking people via facebook to sign up for i think it's 10 pound a month and you get half a team as stl files every month so they're asking you to subscribe to them after they've got this big kickstarter going and it just kind of feels like surely those people who've paid in the Kickstarter should be looked after first, given the amount of money that was in that project.
0: Yeah, it's left a bad taste in my mouth. Where I'm actually not gonna go in on any Panga Kickstarters anymore because I don't agree with the uh, way of dealing with things. So it is what it is. That's just me having a bitch and a rant now, and that's all I want to say on it. They are I've not heard anything bad about the quality of the product. I've just heard that the product is ages turning up and. From my experience, customer services isn't that good. So if people are um, in an hour in about it, do take that into consideration. But, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day, like you said. Yeah, other than that, that gripe now.
1: Now that the 50p that was put in you has run out, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I've, I've had, a, I've had a, bit of a bit of a rant. Are we going to talk some news now? Because. By the time this goes out, we've had announced that Death Zone is going to be released. That's up for pre-order yep. now. They are now releasing the contents of the box set as well, and they so you get the biased drafts. Get, we get in the Black Oak and the Nobility team coming separate. We've got the the dice, the cards, the spike. That's all due to come out. But what I'm shocked at as well, an official. G.W. Sevens pitch, which don't get me wrong, it doesn't look like anything to write home about because it just looks like a smaller version of what was in the box set. You know the new 2020 field. Yep. Perhaps it's, this is the start of special pitches to go for teams. So it's all on the app for us for a change. I would say on that front from G.W. So can't wait to see these products in hand. So that I think next month we will be we will be talking the goodies that we buy in, innit? So
1: absolutely. I think, for me, there's a couple of other versions of Blood Bowl out there that I've seen, Street Bowl and Dungeon Bowl. I'd love to see pitches done for those. I think Sevens is a nice way to to sort of move towards that. Whether they'll ever do it or not, I don't know, but it'd be nice to see. I keep seeing uh, the other side of the pond, Dungeon Bowl events and Street Bowl events. It'd be nice to see whether we'll get it or not. We'll see.
0: The thing is, I'm really surprised that there is a lot of Dungeon Bowl and Street Bowl events going on across the pond, because... Didn't they have the the dumbed down version of Blood Bowl as well over there?
1: Blitz Bowl. They did, yeah.
0: Because that was supposed to speed up the game. Because I think I'm sure, uh, like, if you're American, you haven't got the patience. <laughs> joking, joking. By the way, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to set off an American.
1: Well done upsetting half of our audience, sir. Back off. We haven't got an audience. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say?
0: It's it's good to see that type of thing. I. Th- sevens from my experience has always been a good palette cleanser it's a lot quicker i think it's a good that GWR investing in it they see where they go from here perhaps we might get see some gw sevens events in the future if uh, people take to it like they did before, you know, watch a space for them, innit? Absolutely. Other than shilling for the game that we all love, I just want to remind everyone, we have got an affiliate link with Firestorm Games, in, it's in the link below, so any Blood Bowl products you need, you can get it from there, at a discounted price, and if you use the affiliate link, it's telling them that you listen to this podcast, and they will uh, slide a few shekels our way,
1: no detriment to yourself.
0: We've got email, which is uh,
1: tier three podcast at outlook.com.
0: We've also got Twitter. Uh, facebook and instagram if people want to get in contact with us that way we are going to start doing a segment from next month on called ask the boys so if you've got any type of question whether it's blood bowl related or not blood bowl related send us a message and i will ask beard and he will give you an answer and then i will give you the correct answer we're going to try and add that into the show yeah i think beard i've done enough rambling i think it's time to take us to kickstarter corner
1: it is indeed it's time for our monthly dose of uh, kickstarter corner it has been a bit quiet on the western front this time so not as many teams this time but i've got a few things so first off there's a crazy frogs Slan team now this team it's stl file team it is all fully pledged, so if you do decide to pledge at this point, you're going to get your pledge. And there's a mix of line frogs, catchers, blitzers, and the big guy comes in optional two heads. These do look very cartoony, so if that's your thing. They're not massively detailed, but they they do have some really nice poses on these. And you're looking for a basic team for the 3D printed files, about £18. £22, including stretch goals, so, so that's uh, that's not a bad little team. What do you think to those?
0: That's not bad, my friend. It's Like you said, it's not... As detailed as some of the ones we've seen before. But you're not paying the same price for them, are you? So, Absolutely. You know, like you said, you, you pay for what you get. But the only problem is the fact that it's called Crazy Frogs. I've uh, i got that fucking old ringtone in my head again now.
1: It did exactly the same thing to me. Ringtone in my head. Oh, it's it's disgusting, but
0: all I've got is that ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding thing. Ding, 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 and it's just piss-off with it. So I don't know whether to blame you or the company
1: for that one, no, but... <laughs> blame the company for that one that was not on me okay but as 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 an stl file team it's not a bad little team
0: no that's the thing is you get the printer yourself so that means being an stl file you will get a hold of that quicker than most people will get a kickstarter team if you've got to uh wait for the stuff to be printed themselves absolutely you know it's a good investment. Perhaps I'd buy a speaker, but if I had a three D uh, printer, perhaps I would buy it myself just to give them a try.
1: I'd i give him a go. for For that price, you are getting a team for less than twenty quid. You know, so why not give it a go? Like exactly. So that's the uh, the first thing I've seen. Now with the new edition, we're in all about a lot more about wizards and and specific team uh, inducements and and staff. So I found one called the Holy Monks. Again, this is one that's that's all pledged and and paid up, and this is by a company called Halen Terrain you pay approximately £14, and you get seven holy monks. Now these, they're not massively detailed, again, they're not massively varied. Uh, there's a monk with a flag, and then there's six monks with holy scriptures or holy planks. But these, if you've got a number of wizard side staff that you need to fill in, or you want a team of all monks, and you just pledge twice. I think they're a nice little uh, little side unit, you know, for for the side of the pitch. Something a little bit different. Everybody likes taking a wizard, but there's not very many wizard models out there that are sort of the right scale and, and what have you. I think these fit quite nicely.
0: Like you said, It's if you like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they, they look like the the, uh, the monks with the, the planks.
1: Exactly. I think that's exactly where they've been taken from.
0: If th- if that's your type of thing, you want to be as niche as that, perhaps paying for the two lots and adapting them for the Blood Bowl pitch could be a thing. But, on the other hand, if you just want models to put on your sideline to represent an inducement, like wizards, like you said, or I'm sure you could change one of these up to look like an apothecary, you can have access to that. They might work better as sideline staff, in my eyes.
1: Yeah, the last thing that I've seen is uh, some more new shiny dice and this is a heavy metal dice collection from epic dice designs and this has got 32 days to go and it's it's about 600 quid short of target so it should make that in a month given that the target was just short of 11 grand now these are d6s up to d20s and the first ones that caught my eye were the red and gold ones for corn teams and then you've got some lovely purple dice for zinch. You've got some purple and pink dice, some light blue dice. They're all metallics. They've all got eight-sided star, uh, eight-point sided star, 8 stars on them, but there's loads and loads of different colour themes. There's grey and red, there's bone and red, there's a sort of pearlescent blue, green, purple, orange set, and these these aren't massively expensive. For 6d6, you're looking at about 24 quid. These are heavy metal dice. You're going to end up breaking a table if you throw them too hard. So I know I've mentioned them a few times before. Dice Towers might be a nice one with these ones to save your pitch and your t- from getting damaged but there is loads upon loads of different colour themes of these so they probably do have a set that fits pretty much most colour themed teams what do you think to those?
0: I think they're nice and being heavy metal I would probably see these reserved for when you've got that uh, smug player across the table from you they're very nice uh, dice they look beautifully crafted like I said there's a lot of 8 point stars so if you've got a certain colour scheme for your renegades or chaos teams in general perhaps it is worth a punt on these but really i couldn't see these for every team but if you want something different for your chaos team this is a place to look and they still got 32 days to go so hopefully when you guys are listening to this you know you're still within a chance to uh get your hands on some absolutely if this tickles your pickle don't miss out
1: absolutely and that's it for kickstarter corner this month i've got
0: something i want to add to kickstarter corner so technically we, we're not finished so well fire away well first off there's two things i want to say first off i want to say uh, congratulations to thor on a successful kickstarter campaign because he got fully funded within the month so i want to say well done to him and i've got information about an upcoming lizard man team if people are interested so if you want something a bit different but you want to play lizardmen you don't have to settle for gw lizards coming up in may from witcher miniatures they are producing a kickstarter for stl format lizardmen team they're called lizards from the bronx so what they've done is they've made a team of six skinks six auras Two chameleon, one crocsicle, two skink star players, one Sora star player, two cheerleaders, and one coach. And I will say the coach is Jabba the hat in a big pimp outfit, so he looks fine as fuck. I've seen pinked it painted up; he looks really good. All these miniatures that we've seen the prints of—they look really good on the details they are looking spot on i would say they are just as good as gw Lizardman team and also they're going to be bringing out a knights of the stars team which is going to be i believe a nobility team but it looks like they've set it on uh, do you remember the old adam anime um, Saint Seer, which was uh, one of these animes, but it was based on Zodiac signs.
1: It rings a bell, but I can't say massively that I remember it. It, se-
0: it seems to be said on that because you've got a couple of them and they've got like, metal wings and all that and it's like a very detailed armour that they wear in. So if that's your type of thing, look out for it, guys, because what they've said is that's coming out in May from either in the middle of May or the end of May. So if it, it doesn't come out by mid May, I will remind you guys again They you're saying it's gonna cost 35 pounds for the early access. But after that early access, it's gonna goes up to 40. And I, like I said, for what we got here, we got a full team with star players, two cheerleaders, and a coach. That's really good. You will get these, mo- well, you get the files pretty quick. So you'll be printing these probably by the end of the year. You know, it's, it's something quick, different, but really detailed at the same time. So, guys, again, it's Witcher Miniatures and the Lizards, lizards of the Bronx. So keep an eye out for them. Now, officially, with the end of Kickstarter Corner.
1: That's Kickstarter Corner for another month, folks. Well, there you go. So, what we're going to do
0: now is... We are going to have a break. When we come back, we are going to break down the new rule set for Sin City Bowl, which is going to be the end of August. If you guys are interested in going and you want an idea of what what to expect rules-wise, stay tuned. There, guys, we are back, and now we're here to talk Sin City. So, Beard, do you want to let everybody know when Sin City is and where it is, please?
1: Okay, so two drunk flings are presenting Sin City, which is going to be held on Saturday, August 28th. So, it's a one day event with three games of Blood Bowl, and it's held at boards and swords up in derby we already have our tickets and we know of quite a few people that already have a few while griff isn't with us recording he will be with us on the day so you can come up and say hello to griff as well as us when you're there in terms of the actual event itself it's a one day event with three games of blood bowl there's going to be gambling tables so that you can play game some games and gambling between winning teams painted teams minis other blood bowl items that have been put up ticket price does include lunch and vegetables, or fruit, depending on if you're one of those kind of weirdos.
0: Vegan is what you're trying to say,
1: is it? It's a dirty word, is that?
0: I'll say it for
1: if you. If you choose not to eat meat, you deserve a starve. That's the way I see it. Okay. That That's another rant. But in terms of the event, so doors open at eight, first game's at half nine, games are three hours, you got half hour for lunch, second game kicks off at one, Uh, you got two and a half hours for your second game, and two and a half hours for your third game. Uh, half six is results and prize draw, and then 7 o'clock onwards, you can meet the flings, have a few beers, some board games, and a few other things.
0: Well, the thing is, as well now, before we carry on, is two and a half to three hours for a game of Blood Bowl is plenty of time. I know we're all going to adapt to the new rules. It is. But that is plenty of time, even if you have, like, you could have a nap halfway through a game, or you could, you could do the first half, go off and gamble, and then you can come back to the table and finish up. There's no way... People should be struggling with this time limit, so I think that's a really good setup from the boys at uh, Two Drunk Flings.
1: Totally agree with that. If if it's just a gaming night at your local club, then yeah, you know, three hours you might struggle with. By the time you said hello to everyone, had a catch up, had a natter, especially first gaming night after COVID and what have you. But an event, three hours should be plenty of time. Well,
0: in three hours you should be through two games. It should be a game and a half if you're like talking to everybody. I would say the time is what it is, and I hope people will. Be respectful of the time and not try to take the piss with it. Probably one of the few events after COVID. So let's enjoy ourselves and not uh, be smart asses about things.
1: Absolutely. Just because you get given three hours doesn't mean you have to take three hours. Exactly.
0: And there's a lot of things going on as well at the event. Because I think um, they are hoping to live stream uh, the top table. They've got people coming to do sketches. As you said... There's gambling uh, going on as well for Blood Bowl goodies. So there's a lot going on. So you don't want to be spending three hours playing a game. You want to be spending the minimum of time playing that game. I'm not saying rush the game, but play it adequately timed, but to the best of everyone's ability. Because we want we want to see good good play but don't do do yourself out of bully experience in the event because there's a lot going on and i think if i was playing three hours a game and missed out on this type of thing i, w- I would be kicking myself so
1: oh, absolutely
0: there's probably going to be a few people that are exactly the same they've also stated these room rules so they've said about alcohol is allowed but be responsible, which it shouldn't be said. But it's glad as they because they do and they do diligence. Don't be a dirty bastard and leave your rubbish about. Put it in recycling bins. They said teams have got to be painted to at least three colours. Bring your own team, pitch and dice, which standard and especially now with the COVID times we're in. So you don't want to be sharing dice. You want to be bring your own stuff, perhaps hand sanitizer and a mask as well, just to make sure.
1: Yeah, what Jay's trying to say is, in between games, slather yourself in anti-back to a point where if you need to be thrown out for being a dirty bastard for leaving your rubbish everywhere, you'll slide clean out the door.
0: Yeah, you get bonus points if you start singing that, um, oh, was it another level? I wanna get freaky with you you slather yourself up singing that and look someone dead in the fucking eye as you're doing it, right? You're legendary. I'd be fucking... Pre- I would be proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course you would. You're just
0: imagining some la- large fella now doing that while rubbing himself in sanitizer I know. <laughs> I am. <laughs> on a serious note now, guys, if you have got a-, a roster, make sure that you have three copies of it with your NAF details as well because that is going to help with your registering Be polite if you get your ass handed to. Don't be a douche. I think that puts it nicely, right?
1: I was gonna say if you win and handsome his ass to them, same applies. Don't be a douche.
0: Oh yeah, what's worse than a solo loser is an asshole winner. Yes. And anybody with a ponytail, because we all know under every ponytail there's an asshole. Before I let Beard carry on talking, they've also said there's going to be referees around. Yep. so if you've got any rules queries speak to a ref if you can't come to a decision at the table between yourselves so they have got a lot going on but beyond we have now got the sin city rules to talk about so do you want to tell people the team creation part
1: absolutely i'll go through that now so being one of the first events after blood bowl 2020 and after covid and what have you they've kept it pretty simple so team value is based on tiers in the 2020 rulebook so it has all been imported over to the new rules tier one has 1.1 million gold shackles tier two has 1.5 million gold shackles and tier three has 1.2 million gold shackles now in terms of teams You can only have the teams in the Core Rules and Legends of PDF unless NAF update rosters for Corn and Slan. If you're one of those Burt players, you may be able to take them if they're not considered replaced by Imperial Nobility by NAF, once that decision's been made.
0: And what they've said as well is if you were taking a star player, your team must be of 11 players minimum before you think about taking a star player. But the one thing everyone's got to be aware of is they've said star players... From the code rulebook are the only ones available. So, do you know what that means, Beard? Go on. No fucking acorn.
1: Well, I think that's a good thing for one of the first events afterwards, because I don't think Acorn's really seen many events yet for people to make that decision.
0: Well, he's a busted fucking thing, anyway.
1: Spike 11 star players can be taken as well.
0: Ah, yes, but that's the thing. We're going to have more than just Spike 11 now, aren't we? Because we know, and probably by the time this recording goes out, there's another Spike that'll come out, which is the black Oak and nobility team so that'll probably get pushed in on this and the other thing you forgot on top of that was naf hasn't long brought down the rules for corn's i don't think they're going to get updated again soon and i think they've rolled brett into the nobility team already so you know yeah that's been a given already so we've got team of legends which are kemri vampires high elves and yep Chaufs yep. and Amazons at the moment. So they are yep. all available. Then you've got uh, Corn and Slan and everything else from the rule book. All rules are the ones that are available to everybody. There shouldn't be anybody that turns on and says, I don't know how to get a hold of this roster to look at, which yeah. is fair. And that's the other thing, I, what I was going to say about the fact Acorn is unavailable, is he was a White Dwarf selling point. And like I've said before, Acorn is only about because they wanted to sell Tree Man. I think it's fair that they've said no to Acorn.
1: So, no murder death squirrels.
0: No murder death squirrels. Like you said, all skills are going to be selected. They're not allowing random skills. Each player is only allowed two upgrades. And they've said no praise enough for as well. So, it's a, I would say, a stripped-down version of Blood Bowl 2020 going on at Sin City, and considering yep. there's a lot going on, I think that's a good call, because if it was just a Blood Bowl event, and there was no Sin City-esque you know, stuff going on, perhaps they could be a bit more flamboyant with the rule pack, but they've got so much going on between the Sin City part, the other events that are going on, and Blood Bowl, I think it's good just to keep the basics in check.
1: Absolutely, I think in this instance, Sin City City isn't about all the fantastic rules and different roster creations you can come up with. Sin City is about the Sin City side of things, so the gambling, the gaming's on the side, the fancy dress, the Elvis dress-up competitions, all that sort of thing. So I think keeping the rules and roster building as simple and straightforward as possible, I think, is a good idea in this instance.
0: So we've already said... They've kept the tiers same as the rulebook. So there's three tiers and they each got their own individual values. And you're not just creating a basic team and giving them skills. Each skill or characteristic upgrade has got to come at a cost, be it. Do you want to tell the people what these costs are?
1: Sure, I'll go through that now. So, as we said before we do, skills are purchased as selected, so you're not getting discounts for being random. Stout upgrades are allowed, and no player can have more than two upgrades. Now, there is no restrictions on you taking multiple of the same skill across your team. So, primary skills are 20,000 gold pieces. Secondary skills are 40,000 gold pieces. In regards to stat-ups, an armor value increase is 10,000 gold pieces. A movement or A pass in stat up is twenty thousand gold pieces. A agility up is forty thousand gold pieces, and a strength up is eighty thousand gold pieces. So I think they they don't want too many players that are way over strength now prayer to nuffle table will not be used for tv variants so in regards to building your team it is relatively straightforward it's not all weird and wonderful restrictions and different tiers up and down all the place just your same basic teams and and that's your prices what do you think to those i think it's
0: it's a good way of setting up especially in a in a weird time considering was it we've already had blood bowl 2024 minimum of four to five months and there's no real uk competition seen at the moment because of COVID. so we've got to go to events with an open mind because we don't know what the best fit is for blood bowl 2020 at the moment you know we've got a trial and error and see what fits so i know there's going to be Thread Bowl has got a different setup all together with the point scoring system they are keeping it three points for a win one point for a draw. Loser gets nil poir. Uh, three points for the highest touch, touchdown per game. Three points for the highest casualty. So you're not going to sit on your laurels. But what they've said is they're not including fouls or pylons. So you've got to be really careful about how you're scoring your casualties. You've got to really remember what's going on. And they said they're going to be using the Swiss scoring system. There's going to be a couple of competitions. And two of them so far they've mentioned is best painted. and Best Las Vegas Dressed. So if you want to look like you've spent a couple of days out in the desert and pissed yourself, that could be classed as a Las Vegas look. Back on track now. So basically the awards are, we got first place, second place, last place, bog standard, Yeah. Uh, which is, and then we've got the Stunty Cup most casualties most touchdowns is a drunk fling award and the Allen cup so we have got to get back to you on the Allen cup bit because the whole idea of the Allen cup was him picking skills and he was basically telling you how your team was going to play but with the fact that we've now got a bio skills like me in particular i have got a list where he's given me a couple of secondary skills on players. It's put me in a position where I'm over my my TV value. So I'm gonna have a word with the boys in Todrunk Fling. And I will get back to you on what's happening with the Allen Cup. But one thing I am happy to announce is they are keeping the spread the wealth rule, which is if you've won an award, don't be scared to turn around and say I've already had one. If I've won a second prize put that out to the next person behind me, which I think is good. So, you know, everyone can walk away with a prize, hopefully. So that being the bog standard rule pack, I want to say good luck to the boys over in Two Drunk Flings. I hope this is a success. Now, Beard, where we normally talk about a team, we can talk competition. We can. Yeah. And being that we are utterly shit, we're probably not going to be the most optimised list. So I've looked at three teams and I'm thinking these could be okay ideas but I'm going to bounce it off Beard. So Beard, you've done the same as well, haven't you? You've gone through a list as well?
1: I've got one list, yep, which I think I've settled on. So I'm keeping it nice and simple. Would you like to
0: share with the audience, please?
1: Yep, so I've gone with a halfling team. What I'll do, I'll go through the positionals I've chosen, the skills for each, and then any inducements after that. So I've gone with two tremen at a cost of 120,000 gold pieces, giving each multi-block and block.
0: Hang on a minute. You've said multi-block and block. Yep. Yep. So you have put two skills on each.
1: I have indeed. Right. So
0: I. I'm going to pick your brain now. Oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? Because I hope you pick my brain as well.
1: Not much to pick their mind. Oh, I know. So,
0: being that block is a secondary, you have spent 40 on block on that player, yeah. Yep. And and twenty k then for the primary, yeah. So you were three men, are costing. What was it? That's like one. What was it? One hundred eighty thousand.
1: One hundred eighty thousand. yeah As a seasoned. Blood Bowl
0: 2 coach, because you've played a few games online, do you feel at 180 k you would keep that type of tree man? And do you think that that's a point investment that's worth keeping? Or would you say, he's getting a bit too pricey, my team value skyrocketing, I want to get rid of him and start from scratch again?
1: In a league, possibly. I think for me, the ultimate aim with a tree man is strength 7 and block. But the I've only managed to get two tree men to strength 7. I think multi-block and block... Are very very helpful especially if you can get block and guard on your second tree and they're stood side by side but i think for me multi-block because you're already strength six while yes multi-block under the old rule book made your any opposing player that you hit plus two strength and most players are strength three you'd still be getting two dice in this version of multi-block it's exactly the same as before and you get to do both blocks before it's resolved so you'd hit one and you'd hit the other even if it results the first one results in a turnover so i think for me you've got because you don't have very many high strength players with a halfling team you need to maximize the number of blocks you're getting and a lot of people if you're not playing against elf bullshittery they will try and base your trees because they will expect a thrown fling touchdown or a fling to be thrown at some point. So I think for me, multi-block means you're getting two blocks per tree per turn if there's two in basing distance so i think that maximizes the strength that you have there and the block helps with your dice because i know you're a fan of dice manipulation over sheer number of dice yeah so multi-block gives you the best of both worlds with multi with block as well so you've got the dice manipulation and you're still keeping two dice blocks so you've got a lot more chance of putting stuff down with you being the higher strength so that for me i would keep those in league play um i possibly wouldn't go the same on both. I'd possibly put guard on one, but I would certainly put multi block on both. Right, okay. What about you? What about me, yeah? Yeah, what do you think of those?
0: I think I think you've captured how you want to play the team. Like you said, is you want to maximize the fact that your tree men are strength six and they are going to be the heavy hitters because while they're up on their feet and you don't want to throw a fling you want to be able to disrupt the line a bit or hold on to players that could be a bit of a pain in the ass if they were free to roam around the pitch and not uh, base to base with a tree
1: so going back through i got two tree men with multi-block and block i've got 11 hopefuls three with sidestepping sure feet i've taken a chef Two re rolls, two catches, I've taken Carla as well. And that's me at exactly one point two million.
0: That's a nice list, but that's a nice list. If that plays to your strengths.
1: For me, it's going to be one of my first couple of events that I go to, proper events that I go to. So I don't want to be throwing five or six different players with multiple different skills to try and remember. I want to just keep it nice and simple. And I want to enjoy the day for what it is as well as as meeting a lot of people as well as just going to play some Blood Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's a really weird one at the moment because I've been trying to set up a halfling team myself but I've been thinking of trying to run the griff Carla duo with it but I think this is the wrong event to try it because of the buying the additional skills part so I too have made a tier 3 team of halflings surprise surprise but they're really in it it is so what we say tier tier 3 is a 1.2 mil so what I have done is got two men, two catchers I've got seven hopefuls so I've kept the price low I've also got a star player of griff Oberwald, which i know he's more expensive than carla but i had the reasoning of he comes with blodge he also protects himself against frenzy players or people you don't want to be in base to base contact with with fend he's got a lower loner role because where she is a four plus he's a three plus so i got a feeling you're more likely to get out of dodge with that one but he also comes with sprint Sure, feet and we've had 12 episodes of me telling you how much i love that combination so he's a movement seven you're possibly if you're lucky enough getting another three hour rush to so basically he's a movement 10 he's better than a fucking waywolf so i don't know man it's, it's he is pricey and i think i'm only looking at him now because they have lowered his price he seems to be more like i don't like the model this is the worst part about it i don't like the model i prefer the old model to this right because he looks so fucking pompy with his fucking eagle I preferred the older model but needs must right so I think he is going to be the star player that's going to lead my halflings to Sin City so what I've done then after that team oh before I carry on beard what do you think of the uh, the reasoning behind
1: uh, griff i like the reasoning behind that you've thought about your loner usage you've thought about the movement the sprint and short feet i think griff is going to be the star player of this edition which he should really have been for every other edition but there were so many other star players that i don't want say did what he did because they didn't but they were a lot more cost effective for what they were able to do and i think certainly more so in this edition we have a lot less star players
0: What I found is what I don't know whether everybody felt, I guess, but for me, I was really against star players in 2016. Unless I was coming in after a couple of major losses. Because it felt like if you were the proper underdog and you've just had shit kicked out of you for most of the season. Or if you are a newbie to a seasoned league. yeah, That's when you could afford to take some of the star players. And we've said before, they're a lot less restrictive now. Because Griff never used to be able to play for Halflings. He was a human, humans only team, when he? so now they've said he's, he plays for humans he plays for people in the Thimble Cup you know so they've spread him out a bit you know people are going to be targeting your hopefuls spot on yep make them suffer by the ball carrier actually being able to run away from the bastards that's my own personal opinion mind so that's how I'm looking at it and then inducements I've said a chef and two re-rolls and then my additional skills this is probably going to sound tripe but I've said on my catchers I'm putting sure feet so I've got the sprint shoe feet on them as well so they are technically they've got they've got a re-rollable seven move which I think is good for them but I've also given them plus one armor value so they're not instead of a seven plus they're an eight plus which I think considering these are going to be the ones that with the catch skill making them a little bit survivable is going to be to my benefit i've given two hopefuls movement boost so i got two movement sixes so they could be annoyances and disrupting play because you wouldn't expect a movement six rushing seven eight halflings so they would be spread out but i've also i wanted to protect my treatment so i wanted to look at block but then i realized I'm going to have to pay 40k for them. So I decided on Blocklight, which is Brawler. So that becomes a, a primary skill because it's in strength. So it cuts the cost of it in half. And like you said before, they're at higher strength. So if they are tackling one-on-one with somebody, they're already getting two dice. If one of them dice is a both down or a skull, Brawler gives me the chance to roll that one. So I know that's only on my turns that I get the benefit of it. But that's why we call it block light. So that is my halfling team so be with the additional skills what do you think my friend
1: I think it's a good little halfling team I think you've, you've thought about the skills there and where you're going to use them
0: I think this could be the way forward I think we've got two fun lists mm-hmm. back guys and this is the end of the show i hope you all enjoyed once again don't forget we have got an affiliate link with firestorm games so if you want top blood blow products or paints brushes or any other type of product to do with the hobby head to firestorm games and uh, tell them that the boys from tier 3 sent you beard do you want to tell everyone about how they can reach us
1: so you can reach us on facebook and instagram just look up tier 3 podcast Uh, we're on twitter as well just again tier 3 podcast tier 3 podcast at outlook.com if you really want to send us an email if you want to tell us what our rosters are like for our events if you want to tell us what you would have done what you would have changed if you want to suggest we try play something different now we get on with different teams that we haven't tried yet drop us a message
0: and on top of that if you want to ask us a question about anything else don't forget we are bringing in a ask the boys segment when we get uh, questions so perfect chance to drop us a message on there but It's not an end of a show without an end of a show show. So be it. We came in on the podcast nearly a year ago using Florida Man, didn't we? We did. I thought, why don't we try something different? So how is your Urban Dictionary, my friend?
1: It's been a while. It's been a while. But, yeah, we'll give it a go.
0: Aim of the game is I'm going to give you five slang words and you've got to tell me what the description is. So it's like, what is it, like falcon punch would be, how would that descriptor be, that would be just before you've knocked in a girl, you jump up and punch her in the chest while screaming falcon punch. Here we go then. So, Piet, do you know what a waffle stomp is?
1: See, a waffle stomp I am aware of. It's when you're in the shower and you cannot be bothered to get out and you decide to drop your guts in there and realise you need to get rid of it in the shower and getting rid of it. So you decide to stomp it down the drain.
0: And this looks like a waffle because of the shape of the the cat. Well done, my friend. That is a waffle stomp.
1: Probably about the only one I'm going to get. I
0: was going to say, do you feel proud of yourself for that?
1: I can't say I'm proud of myself for knowing that (laughs) one, no.
0: Here we go. Here's one close to your heart. Murtha Tumbleweed.
1: I feel like I should know this one, but I haven't got a clue. Go on.
0: It's... The plastic carrier bags are getting blown through the town. <laughs> Next one, sperm Burper. Oh,
1: no, it just sounds wrong. Go on, hit me with it, go on.
0: Usually a male friend who is suspected of being a closet dick sucker, as noted by his foul breath. <laughs> and to, to use it in a sentence is, did you smell Robert's breath today? What a fucking sperm burper.
1: <laughs> Use a nice easy one for you right
0: crotch crickets
1: that's gotta be crabs isn't it
0: yes it's another name for crabs see so yeah, I told you it was a nice easy one yours a good one now as well what is
1: an anal volcano I'm not even sure I want to know what that is to be <laughs> honest with you
0: Go on, give it a go.
1: It's got to be something to do with uh, with having the trots, on not it? Nope. All right, I'm out then. Right, it's
0: while having angel sex, the guy comes in your ass. They get, then the girl proceeds to fart it back on the guy. Don't you feel pleased now knowing that?
1: <laughs> That's another thing that all our listeners have been educated on thanks to Tier 3 Podcast.
0: You're welcome, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, there you go. A quick summary of Urban Dictionary Phrases. If people enjoyed that, perhaps we can do a few more. I don't want to do more than five at a time because you know some of them are foul, some of them that can be yeah. I feel bad now knowing some of the stuff on there.
1: They're just things that I I, I, I won't forget now. now
0: nothing could be as bad as do you remember that gif I sent everybody on the uh, on the group page before with that guy spread his ass cheek and there's uh, Rick Astley singing uh, they're gonna give you up just appearing out of his ass. How could I forget? Yeah, you know, that is seared into people's brains where I'm not allowed to send me send uh, media files on whatsapp so guys it's the end of the show so it's a good night from me, guys
1: it's a good night from me guys
0: tier one is for winners tier two is for players but legends are made in tier three good night everyone i wanna get freaky with you